It's time to breathe new life into the social entrepreneur by empowering you to make a living through fulfilling work that will impact lives. You'll make money, but more importantly, you'll make a difference. Welcome to the Change Creator Podcast. It's time to build a business with purpose. Now here's your host, Adam Force. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is your host, Adam Force. Welcome to the Change Creator Podcast show where we are redefining good business. I am extremely excited today because we are talking with the famous Seth Godin. He's an author of over a dozen books. He's an entrepreneur. He's a marketing master. He is a, uh, a leader and most of all, a great teacher. Uh, you might have heard of his book, The Purple Cow. Um, he's also a very big speaker. He speaks around the world. And um, I heard, recently heard one of his talks that he did a while ago over for uh, ConvertKit, which was super cool. It was about mass marketing and how that can create average products. But today we're going to be focusing on leadership with Mr. Godin, and it's going to be the idea of the leadership of tomorrow. Um, and this is going to be a small sample, guys. This is a part of the interview. You can get the full interview in the Change Creator app on iTunes or Google Play. And remember, when you start a 30-day free trial, you get full, unlimited access to everything in the app, and that will continue with your subscription. These are full access passes now. Okay, guys, so let's get a taste of what Mr. Godin is talking about and dive into this uh, interview. I know you're going to dig this. Hey, Seth, thank you so much for joining the Change Creator Podcast show. How are you doing today? I'm fantastic, but getting better. How about you? <laughs> same, same. Always doing better every day. <laughs> um, so listen, I just want to break the ice a little bit and just find out, like, what are you working on today? What's going on? Well, I'm doing some writing. Uh, I'm working on a new project that I haven't talked much about. And um, also, we're working hard with the people inside the marketing seminar. We've got two of those actively going on right now. So plenty to do. Awesome. And so I, I really wanted to chat with you today about leadership as a real focus of this conversation. And I love what you're doing with the All-MBA program. And one of the videos that you talk about there is, you know, how the education space is changing, that piece of paper, it's not as important. And I see that as one thing that is culturally changing. Um, so I kind of want to just tap a little bit into um, where you see leadership as where it was and how it's evolving today and where it's going. And I'm, I was curious on your thoughts about that. Leadership and management are not the same thing. They couldn't be more different. Uh, management's about authority. It's about industrialism. It's about getting people to do what you need them to do. That's how school is built. School can't work without management. You can't put 400 teenagers in a building and hope that things will go for the best. Leadership, on the other hand, is about exploration. It's about enrollment. It's about getting people to want to do what you need them to do. It's about going to places you're not sure are going to work and exploring. And leadership is our big challenge in the world today. We got plenty of management. Managers are better than ever, but we have a leadership shortage. 
Right. And, and now, do you think that culturally, now, I, I'm a big fan of human behavior and understanding why people do what they do. Um, and so, you know, I, I become a believer that culture is a really big driver. It's this external condition that creates behavior in people. So is there old leadership habits that we're breaking? Um, you know, like, for example, there's been a real change in how people think about, you know, what role businesses play in the world and what they what they should do morally and things like that. So do you see this leadership role uh, taking on new characteristics? Well, culture eats strategy for breakfast. Culture <laughs> is, is the driver of just about everything. And it's important to remember that for 100 years, capitalism manufacturing created enormous amounts of value just by showing up. Yeah. That we were really busy making stuff. That needed to be done. And today, when you can buy something with one-click shopping that gets shipped to you by FedEx from a place in China that you're never going to go for seven cents less than you could get it somewhere else, well, we don't need you to be better at manufacturing. We've got that covered. Right. The mindset going forward and what the culture is realizing is that businesses have so much leverage, we have so much freedom, we have so much um, power that it ought to come with responsibility. And the responsibility is to make a difference and to do work that you're proud of. I love that. And, and, I, and I see that more. A lot of people come to us. I mean, we've literally had, whether it's a litigation lawyer or an SEO expert, they're coming to us and saying, I really want to get in the social impact space and I want to do work that I, I'm excited about, that matters to me, and I want to serve other people. And that's one of the things I love hearing from you because in some of your videos, you talk about how you need to think about the impact and the change you want to have and how you want to transform other people's lives. So that was something that really attracted me to the programs that you're running. Um, and so speaking of these young entrepreneurs and getting started, I guess, you know, one of the things that they tell us is they have imposter syndrome. So there, there, is there some ideas that you might be able to share that can help people say, listen, if you're just getting started, here's how you overcome that imposter syndrome and start stepping into a leadership role. We spent a lot of time in the 30 days of the Alt-MBA working very directly on this idea of leadership and imposter syndrome. But what you have to understand is it's not a syndrome, it's true. We all are imposters. And what makes us imposters is we are saying that we know what to do next when it's impossible to know what to do next. That if you start something, invent something, create something, sell something, market something, you are an imposter because you can't be sure. It's not like you're a physicist who says force is always going to be equal to mass times velocity. That we are asserting that we are not proving, we are asserting. And we have to be comfortable saying, you know what, this might not work. And the idea that it might not work frees us up. It frees us up to do important work. And the reason that, that litigation lawyers or SEO experts get stuck is because they want proof and they want a guarantee. But you don't get either one of those when you're making a difference. You're not a manager, you're a leader. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense. And, and, you know, I think people are also coming out of, you know, they have a lot of school debt and they're very fearful of putting an investment in and losing it. So to your point, they almost want to make it a sure thing. And if they don't have that evidence of a sure thing, they get paralyzed in some way. 
Right, but you instead spend $275,000 <laughs> going to law school for three years counting opportunity cost or two hundred and fifty at business school. That's the opposite of a sure thing. That's a sucker bet because it's not going to work. We know it's not going to work if work means make you happy, if work means make a difference. So this is actually something that feels risky but is quite safe, and it is who can you connect who can you lead? What can you make better? How can you do it again? Yes, I love that. It's true. I debate this with my wife all the time because she has a degree from Cornell. And I was, I'm always thinking, this is not the best educational process anymore. You can come out of there. There is no short thing. And plus, why would you want to get a job in today's world when you have so much opportunity to basically, like you said, become a leader and do something that's very significant? I think you know today's one of the best times to become an entrepreneur with the technology we have and all the accessibility to people. So it's really an exciting time. Um, you know, one of the things I'd love to hear about is now that you're running these workshops and you've been going through this with people, I guess, how do you compare your educational experience? You know, I always believe that the schools, the way they do it now is not the best way to learn. So what are you doing differently in all MBA that is a, a good learning experience for people this, with uh, what, what you're doing? Well, we do everything differently. We have no, we have no lectures. We have no homework. We have no tests. We have no certificate. We are proudly not accredited. You do not do this to get an A because there isn't any A. And if you ask, will this be on the test? We make a face at you. That the entire mindset of school is that it's a version of work, meaning do as little as you can get away with. But we're trying to do art. And if you're making art, it's not how little can I do, it's how much can I do. And that's why we call it a workshop, because it's not a school. I'm not in it. There aren't videos of me in it. It's 13 or 14 projects done with groups, faster than you thought possible, producing more than you thought you could, publishing it, having people interact with it, getting more feedback, giving more feedback, engaging with people, with coaches all over the world. We have a Completion rate of 97%. Wow. The typical online course has a completion rate of 5%. So how did we do that? You know, how do we do 19 times better? The answer is we're not doing what they do. We're not saying we have secret information and if you learn it, we'll give you an A. We're saying there is no secret information, but you will become what you do. So let's do this. It's a work shop because we actually do work together. Yeah. And, and that is something that I, I, I love about that is it's hands-on experience. And it seems to me that is the best way to learn. There, there is no better education than, you know, traveling the world, getting out there, doing things, experimenting. So it sounds like a really great program uh, for people to get that kind of networking and experience. So I guess, does it talk about one of the things that I think people struggle with is, okay, I want to start this business and I have this idea and I'm willing to really gut it out, but how do I get people on board? How do I enroll people in my vision of what I'm doing? Any, any thoughts about that? It, it turns out that original ideas are dramatically overrated hmm. and that what it takes to succeed is not an original idea, but the ability to do what you just mentioned as a side effect, that if you can earn enrollment, if you can say to people over there, I want to go over there. Do you see what it's like over there? Do you want to go over there with me? That is how education happens. That's how change happens. That's how the culture is shifted. So 
the approach of here's my new idea. Do you like it? Is it going to work? That's frustrating because we're programmed to not like new ideas. Mm. On the other hand, here's a change in the state, a change in our posture, a change in the world I would like to make. Do you want to help me make that change? That's a very different thing to offer people. Yeah, you know, that's interesting. And I think you hit the nail on the head. We we also spoke with Russell Brunson. He said something very similar. He's, you know, you don't want to just do an iteration of what already exists. You want to give people the idea of doing something bigger and different and say, hey, we're going over here. This is where it's at. Come join us. And, and it sounds like you're saying the same thing. You know, one of the things that goes on inside the Alt-MBA is we have people from Amazon and Microsoft and Chobani and Lululemon, mm. the, but we also have people who were, you know, roadies for the Smashing Pumpkins, uh, people who have run small companies, and plenty of freelancers. We had an 80-year-old woman from the Isle of Man wow. named Sheila, uh, and we've had 22-year-olds. It turns out what people do isn't nearly as important as what they believe and who they see themselves as in the mirror. And if you can find those fellow travelers, it's not networking in the sense that one day they'll you know, invest with you. It's networking in the sense that you will see other people like you and realize that if they're capable of going to those places that you're afraid of, you might be as well. I know you're going to dig this. Awesome stuff. Okay, guys, if you want the full interview with Seth Godin, stop by iTunes or Google Play and get the Change Creator Magazine app. When you start a free trial, you will get unlimited access to everything in the app. There's over 50 experts in there, including Seth Godin, and over 20 releases. We just had a new release with Sarah Cause of Swell Water Bottles. So invest in your future, stay ahead of the trends, make impact. That's all for this episode. Your next step is to join the Change Creator Revolution by downloading our interactive digital magazine app for premium content, exclusive interviews, and more ways to stay on top of your game. Available now on iTunes and Google Play or visit changecreatormag.com. We'll see you next time where money and meaning intersect right here at the Change Creator Podcast.